The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Today we preview the Cowboys defense and their matchup with A.A. Ron, Mr. MVP himself, Aaron Rodgers, multiple MVPs. He's had, he's had a couple of those things. Back to back. Yes, sir. Uh, plenty more to come here over the next week, but this is what we are doing today. Cowboys defense versus that Packers offense. Mm-hmm. Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Interstellar. Interstellar oh elite. We're starting it off. <laughs> no, I, I, I found out that I, I triggered a couple people with that word. I was told that I was I was making up words where – well, two things. Number one, it's in the dictionary. Did you take them to the Webster's? Good. Number one, it's in the dictionary. And number Ooh. two, all words are made up. Ooh. <laughs> Fire, so, son. So I'm going to use know. that next time somebody says I use incorrect grammar on, on air or in a story. I'm going to say, like, all words are all made words up. All words are made up. Thor, Sorry, dude. Thor, See, Kyle, Thor Kyle, Ford a, told him. There was a time, Kyle, before, before you were around where we oh, actually God. had to go to the library to look stuff up. Now you just got Google. It's right on your phone. Yahoo. And it's on your I was phone. right on the tail end. Were you right that. on it? Like, yeah. If right you didn't on. know something, like you literally had to go walk in a library. Yeah. And look at the encyclable and people. Nah, and, and I take it back. I think I've always had access to a computer. Oh, yes. Yeah, now, whenever I was growing up, I didn't have like a like a computer that really worked. Have you ever honestly? used a computer with a floppy disk? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I used floppy disks quite a bit. Heck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe it. Believe yep. it. Where you had to be careful not to put your fingerprint Ooh, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you would slide it uh-huh. and play around with it, but you couldn't touch the film yeah, on exactly. there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, I did that. Now you get back to like cassette tapes and stuff like that. Oh, I never got to never the got best. to deal you with just those. Always things. needed a pen or a pencil in pencil. the car. Mm-hmm. You always needed it in the car so that you can rewind it. Yeah, you can just you round it. it right sometimes back up. the film came out, so you got to be able to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're really good, you had to use your pinky. You mm. sitting there riding to the to the music and then you hit up. Oh, you gotta hurry up, and stop it. Hurry yeah, up, otherwise it's gonna tear. Eat it. Yeah, yeah. You eat your tape. Hmm. Okay. A little bit of throwback knowledge. There. Yeah, never had that. I think my dad at one point, whenever I was real tiny, like car seat tiny, he had the cassettes oh, in his we, car. I least my mom used to bump MC Hammer on the cassette tapes. Mm. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Yeah, I don't know. My dad was more of like Sticks and Queen and rock bands and stuff like that. Man, we still got to get this guy on Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks and so, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have the read later in the It'll show. Probably better than Drake. I listen to some of that Drake album. I, I can't listen to it. Like, it's so bad. Don't get me started. It's so bad. <laughs> I tried. Don't get I tried because I, I had no intentions <sighs> on listening to it, but then I literally, literally turned it on on my way into the studio today, and I like, my head hurt. My head hurt. I couldn't even get past the first 30 seconds of each song. It was so bad. Mm. You know what I was listening to on the way in? What's that? Literally. That, that album? Mac. Oh. Literally. <laughs> Do it. I, 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 Pull up Fleetwood Mac. I'd much rather listen to that than freaking yeah, Drake. I can tell you that. That's you, that's actually a fair comment. I was listening God, to the Rumors please, album, man. Fleetwood Mac. If you know, you know. I haven't listened to it yet. Don't do so it. I don't it's a waste it. of time. Well, I'm not a big 21 Savage guy it's anyways. It's so bad. I, one of the worst concerts I've ever seen it's is 21 like Savage. Anybody oh, can write music now. 
Yeah. Like it's it's awful. There's good music out there, but just not that. Music. I'm just talking about these guys. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I need to go and listen to it. Though. No, I'm okay. gonna do it. I'm no, gonna do don't it either waste way. Any time minutes. You need those. <laughs> no, we, we got because we we're trying to get Kyle up to Kirk Cousins standards. Right? Yeah, I gotta get up to Two Kirk change. Kirk oh, stand. Oh. Somebody told me oh. I looked right, oh. just like you him. You see Adam oh. Schefter's version of it? I didn't. It was even. Oh, worse. it was Thank, awesome. Thankfully, I did not. I like Adam Schefter. That's my dude. Yeah, and that was funny. Uh, news and notes, Patrick. What's going on around Cowboys Nation? They're back on the practice field today. They were yep. off yesterday. What else is happening? Oh, nothing new between yesterday and today other than um, Ezekiel Elliott is uh, – we already knew there was the expectation that Ezekiel Elliott would return against the Packers. Um, that still remains the case. Jerry Jones kind of doubled down on that yesterday. We, we spoke about that. Um, Mike McCarthy's press conference is this morning after we have this – after we wrap up this episode. But uh, other than that and the OBJ – news nothing new on the obj front cowboys remain interested they're one of several teams that are interested they're probably going to have to get into some sort of bidding war at this point to get him um or he's going to have to accept less money to come to dallas and and probably a lesser role than what he would get in a place like green bay but i found it interesting yesterday um when we look at micah parsons the recruiter Right, so Michael Parsons is heavily recruiting OBJ to Dallas. It's Cruton season. Yes, yeah, it's Cruton season, and um, and and OBJ, you know, he he played into it playfully, and he said, "Hey, you know, you you know my my daddy and my side of the family down there, down here in North Texas, and Cowboys fans are eating that up, and rightfully so." But then later in the day, there was another fan that mentioned that he should go to the Chiefs. It was a Kansas City fan, and his reply to them was, "That's not out of the question." So. OBJ is he's playing he's 4D playing chess. all of his yeah he's cards. playing 4D chess right now he he has the leverage the trade deadline has passed he has options but I will be surprised if he went to Kansas City just simply because they made the trade for Kadarius Tony but again I did say yesterday that the Chiefs are also prolific in stacking as much talent as possible and figuring it out later yeah. <laughs> Something, Isaiah, something to team, say, Isaiah? teams will do that something every once say, in a while. There's, there's, there's some teams that do that. Mm-hmm. There's some teams that yeah, like load are. up so much on assets and talent that that you literally can't stop them. There are. Oh, that's interesting. They throw the football 58 times 68. or 68 times. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, they don't yeah. need to run the ball. They, yeah. Kansas, in my head, he goes to Casey. You think so? In my head. Wait, he goes where? KC. You think so? You yeah. think because just because he's the best fit there or just I think because, because that's the most likely team they to brought, take a bite? I think they brought Juju in to be a one, and he's not being that one mm-hmm. that they expect him to be. So they, right. they still feel as if they need a, a number one dominant guy. Not to say that OBJ could do that right for them right now. I was now, about but, to say, didn't but, we but just a, talk about that a, with but a, CD? And, but you have an assault by a, by a committee. So you line, five, you line four or five guys up there, that four guys plus Kelsey that can't – literally every single guy is a number one receiver He's on any other one. team. Yeah. You, and that is an Andy Reid move. So who – and I pose this question to both of you. Who's your dark horse in the OBJ race? I, I have a dark horse, and I mentioned him yesterday, but who's your dark horse? There's always a dark horse. Oh, man. That's tough. Maybe – I I think any team that's a contender could be considered a dark horse. See, I, I think – See, ooh, ooh. now that would interesting, be wild. I didn't think about that, but but that's that's that goes to my point. They're winning. If you're a winning team and you could use a wide receiver, anybody's there. I mean, Philly could be in that conversation. They don't need a wide receiver, but right. they could they go and do it. it. They would do it just to just they, to get just one to, to it. Dallas. Yeah, that's true. And, and Minnesota logic, could certainly do it. They don't need a wide receiver. Uh, with that, with that logic, my dark horse is Miami. 
because if in fact Buffalo is in Jesus. on trying to get OBJ, one way to keep him out of Buffalo is to try to move him to Miami. Do they have enough cap room though? That's the issue because they just traded for a couple That's guys. A conversation you can make cap room. I know, but the, <laughs> you can. But make you got to make cap room a lot of. It's a lot easier to make cap room in the off season than it is to make there it is. mid season. True, true enough. But that organization but is doing a lot of. Really I will good say, things. if you're Miami, they're getting there. You can make the cap room to absorb uh, a half season rental for OBJ sure. and then combine him with the speed of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek. Hill and uh, gosh, have mercy. They've already got a loaded backfield. You yeah, think right. About and Mostert and true. Edmonds and, and it's, it's Wilson now. We're Ed, seeing gone that oh, that's right. Edwards. 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 We're Edwards. seeing that McDaniel's has Miami all in Jeez. this season, and that's another all in move. Isn't so it awesome when you just say, "Hey, we need this," and they say, "Okay." Well, look, and then from the OBJ standpoint, you'd be going from LA to South Beach Ooh. instead of from LA to Minnesota, beach LA to, to Philadelphia. He beach did say he wants to set up a place. He wants yeah. to sign with a place that he wants to live long term. Now, Dallas has an advantage because there's no income state tax. Like there's that. Neither is Florida. So does Miami. Yeah. Miami doesn't have one. Florida either. doesn't have a state. I've tax. never lived in Florida. Neither so. does Washington. Florida doesn't have a state. <laughs> you want to go to Seattle? Yeah. I'm just Seattle. saying, like, South Beach. He ain't, he ain't, gonna, he ain't gonna live where he plays next, but. The reality and is he wants, to be in, he wants to be in a position where he can work his way into it. Yeah. That's the reality. And the teams that we mentioned, Kansas City, yeah. perfect. Philly, perfect. Miami, perfect. Seattle, DK, Lockett, and what they're doing at FC West, they have yeah. a they have a pretty easy path for seemingly right now to having a shot. You know, at, 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 I like at Seattle title, as a dark so. horse. That's yeah. a that's an interesting curveball. Uh, what about Minnesota as a dark dark horse? Or is that oh, just see. they're too I loaded? think that puts you right back. I, well, it it – solves the side of his equation where he says he wants to win because that doesn't seem to be happening in Green Bay right now. And Minnesota is in a dome. However, as far as moving around and about outside of the, the game and having to live there and go, to, you know, it's still the same weather. Yeah. Right. So he's not playing in that weather up there you in, have at to, U.S. Bank Stadium, but he's have living to, in that weather. He's going to go somewhere that's that's creative enough to find ways to get him and other people to ball. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is definitely in, in contention form. Um, but as far as dark horses go, I would, I just don't see how anyone could kind of take Miami off the table. Like, that would just be super attractive for him Jesus. and for them. I just think it, at some point down the line, a team is going to stop playing games with OG, OBJ. And I'm not talking about specifically the Cowboys, but they're on the list of teams that are just saying, oh, we're interested, oh, we're interested. Mm -hmm. If you're really interested and you really think he's that big of a, a game changer and a guy that's going to take your team or take your wide receiving court to the next level, stop playing with your food. Go sign the guy. Ooh. Say, say what now? Stop playing with stop your food. Stop playing with your food. I'm just saying. Like, you're just poking around. You're, you're yeah. mixing the mashed potatoes and the peas. You're just kind of hanging out. Like, no. I'm with you. Get it, get it done. What and that, that's what, not just the Cowboys. That's anybody. If yeah. you had to put a percentage on the chance that Dallas is able to acquire OBJ, what would you say? God, I hate that question. A percentage? Percentage. Is this confidence level or realistic? Real, realistic. Realistic confidence. I think it's right around 50%. Oh, I'd say, I'd say 55. I think it's more likely than not, but not by a lot. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't no. go 55. No. I'd say I'm gonna go I, lower. I'd split it 50-50. Oh. Uh, and there's a 50-50, but I will say this. The longer. What the, is yours? The longer the team waits to, to go get them. Yeah. The Obviously, more that goes down. Start to yeah. tank I'm at 22.7 percent. Okay, that's, that's, that's rather specific. specific. <laughs> yeah, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, rather specific. 22.7. The reason being because Dallas is a is a run first team. Yeah, 
That's fair. They don't want to change their identity. They're not going to. Okay. You just saw how they just got rid of got rid of Coop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you look at it and say, well, why would I want to insert myself back into that situation? Well, yeah. there is there is <laughs> still something to be million, said. For no, I'm, no, nobody's gonna give nobody's gonna give OBJ twenty million. He's only half you know six games half left by the time right. he gets there. So yeah. I mean, and he won't be in prime form yeah, for the entire so half of the season. I give Dallas twenty two percent. Twenty two percent. Is that is that kind of a a nod to Emmett because we're coming off of Emmett celebration? Like, is that what that is? Maybe. No, 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 don't, it's not. Don't pretend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see him coming here. Okay, I, I really don't. Okay. Well, there you go. There's OBJ talk for today. You know what team could definitely use a wide receiver on their Ooh, offensive yep, we end? Just mentioned it. Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. They are thin, razor thin. On the outside at wide receiver for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, A.A. Ron's had his success against the Cowboys as Aaron Rodgers in game started against the Cowboys has won nine of the last ten. He's thrown 15 interceptions all time, including the playoffs, and just two interceptions against the Cowboys. He's got a 15-2 and touchdown interception ratio. But this just doesn't look like the same Aaron Rodgers, Isaiah. So why could it be different this time around or why is it not going to be different this time around he's not the same AA run right now because he's having to think and for the longest in his career especially these last few years that he went back-to-back MVP he hasn't had to think he's had the trust factor it's the reason why he went out there and ensured that what was his name what's the receiver's name Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Cobb. That he got Cobb because he's like I want to have a guy out there that knows exactly they were on the same wavelength Right, I know where he's going to be. He know he's going to make the correct read. I know he's going to make the correct read. I can put the ball in anticipation for where he's going to be at on particular routes. He is the furthest thing away from that right now. They they they've tried to bring receivers in. The guys that they have are young. These guys are not reading the coverages correctly. These guys are running combo routes. They're running a lot of RPO, um, and off of those plays, they are not making the decisions that he instinctively makes based upon what the defenses present, they are not seeing it the same way he sees it, and it's causing a lot of confusion and frustration. Therefore, he's trying to force things. Therefore, he's trying to throw balls just very precisely. He's not relying on his mechanics anymore because he's literally trying to pinpoint things, and he's just not playing freely. Um, And it's negatively affecting their team. And it's not just a him thing. It's uh, heavily these receivers, heavily. These receivers. It's it's the offense as a whole. It's the fact that they're struggling to protect him, um, and and it's also the fact that when he does have time to make the play, he's not making the play. You look at what happened in Detroit, right? Bakhtiari is sitting back there like, hey, and he's like, hey, I like Aiden instead, and you know, here's a here's an interception. Uh, so everything is working against that. Packers offense right now. The receivers are not getting separation. They're running incorrect routes. Their smart routes are not smart at all. <laughs> right? Ooh. They're not reading the coverage. dumb routes. Yeah, they're dumb routes. They're not reading the coverage as well. Uh, you know, be it Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, and then you talk about Randall Cobb, which was somebody that um, Aaron lobbied to get back in Green Bay. Well, mm-hmm. he's sitting on IR right now, so you don't have your security blanket out there either. Uh, Aaron Jones is the the third is third on the team in receiving touchdowns right now that is kind of a telltale (laughs) sign that they are really and I'm going to use Isaiah's word here they are compost offensively they're averaging just over 17 points per game that that 
stinks. Aaron Jones has three receiving touchdowns, so he's actually tied for second with Dobbs. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, so he's well, tied for second. Worse. But here's the here's the other thing that I think is even more so on yeah, that. And I'm right. glad you brought it up. But he has three receiving touchdowns. He only has one rushing touchdown. As a running back, this is Aaron Jones, their their go to bell cow running back who has 600 yards on the ground, 107 Almost through the fresh air. off a new deal. Yeah, just I mean. He's always been a good receiving back. I mean, you even go back to last year, his numbers were were solid. 52 receptions, 391 yards, and he had six touchdowns as a receiver. He's not he's not as effective though now. You know three what? Rushing it's touchdowns almost offense, it's right? almost like Yeah. It's almost like one for Watson, one for Dylan, yeah, one for Jones. Those good. are the only it's three rushing like touchdowns. It's almost like Devontae Adams actually mattered. It's oh, almost really? like he mattered. And Aaron Jones is feeling that. As we speak, See, because you would, if you can't stretch the field, you can't run the ball no. unless your offensive line is dominant and they don't have a dominant offensive line. Usually whenever you take a receiver out of the fold and you go from 1,500 receiving yards, 12.5 per catch, and then 11 touchdowns, you would expect for some of that production to kind of trickle down. Mm-hmm. It would be the next guys up, mm-hmm. the Lazards, the Dillons, the, the Jones, the – Christian Watson, a rookie out of North Dakota State, usually that production would trickle down. Maybe not to the same extent, but it would go somewhere. It's almost like they just completely took Devontae Adams out of that system, and that production is still missing. There hasn't been any extra ounce of stat line from the receiving core from nope. Green Bay but, at all. But you know what? And we'll we'll see this on Film Room and Special Edition this, this week. Tease. Yeah, you like that? Um, <laughs> they're... <laughs> As bad as it's been, they're not that far off. Okay. Tell me. When you when you look at the film, it's ugly. But when you look at it's shit, nay, nay. the ugly. plays that are being called, the plays are being called correctly. It's the it's the uh, execution that's sucking. So either AA runs right and they and the receivers have been wrong, or the receivers have been right and A Ron hasn't just put the ball where he normally would put the ball. And I think at some point in time, that's going to click for them. Obviously, we hope that their struggles continue this week. But I don't see this going throughout the rest of the season where they are just not on the same page. I think there's going to be a game at some point for Green Bay where they where it clicks. And you see Aaron and these receivers finally get on the same page. And they're like, ah, that's the aha moment. So I want to take it to break. When we come back, I want to continue on that conversation, that same line. Because I want to ask, does it affect the team more coming off of a win or a loss like they just had against a division rival and a team that they should have beat on paper? Is it, it is it more likely to click this week because of what happened last week? I want to answer that question. When we come back, more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We just had Jazz walk in here, our very talented mm-hmm. Jazz back in the back. She's fantastic. She handed us a little Black Rifle Coffee. How about this? This is an espresso mocha. It's it, it's like the same size as like just like a normal energy drink, you know. I guess, what is this, an 11-ounce can, a little thin can. Uh, good source of protein, 100% Colombian coffee. Colombian so we're all fighting over this in the prank world. Isaiah's like, I don't even like coffee, but I'm going to try that. 200 milligrams of caffeine. Listen, that Ooh. thing, it looks like it's a mule kick. That's a mule kick. <laughs> <laughs> BlackRifleCoffee.com. Go check it out. Um, mm. I don't know who you were. You really want to try this? You're not a coffee drinker. I, I mean, I'm do you, are you a coffee drinker? And it's gluten free. You see the GF drinker. on there? Gluten free. I may take this because I'm a coffee drinker. Listen, you I might as well. Take you you, okay. you tried the pre-workout a few mm, weeks ago. That's true. Right. I gutted that one. Right, I was going to say, I... if you took the pre-workout, <laughs> you can you can give the, the espresso a shot. Yeah, yeah I may, I may yeah. give it a shot here. Give I need a little shot. kick. So, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Back here on Talking Cowboys, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Uh, real quickly, too, shop Black Rifle Coffee Company this Veterans Day, 20% discount site-wide, including 20% off your first coffee club order and an extra 10% off with your government-issued ID at checkout. Shop Black Rifle Coffee this Veterans Day. So we ended the first segment talking about could last week's loss for the Packers effectively jumpstart what Isaiah is talking about and what could potentially be a wake-up moment. Is that is there such thing as a wake-up moment in the NFL? Yes. Was it last week? And it's hard to say, but could it have been last week against the Lions? No, them being Three in and a six. position where if they lose this game, they are out the playoff run for any particular reason, right? If anything mm-hmm. crazy happened, they just went on a run. If they lose this game, they, they the run doesn't matter, from my understanding. So that is the moment where your back is against the wall. That is the moment where you're most dangerous. That is the moment where if you are a Ron and you want to remind the people of who you are, 
You have extra meetings with your receivers. You have all the clarification needed to go into this game and cause some disruption against Dallas. Now, does that mean that you are that you can be effective with this defense coming at you? That's a whole other conversation. But you can best believe that if there is, this is probably going to be the most prepared that they've been for any game, I would imagine, with their backs against the wall. I, there is a such thing as a come-to-Jesus moment in, in football. And while I could see that having been the Detroit Lions loss, I don't know that it would jumpstart them as much as from a perspective standpoint, it would simply be them cleaning up some things. Because I don't expect that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a second consecutive game wherein he played as poorly as he did against the Detroit Lions. Now, that doesn't mean that you know, if he does go in, go in on Sunday and play better against the Cowboys, that that was the jump start. No, I just didn't expect him to play, you know, have two trash games in a row. I don't think anybody yeah. should expect Aaron to have two trash games in a row. But I don't know that they have enough going on personnel-wise to get the spark needed to call it a, a jump start. Like Sammy Watkins, for example. I see what you're coming up. There you go. Sammy Watkins coming off of that injury. Uh, three yards in his first game back, nine yards against the Lions. And on, it was one one catch in five, yeah, five attempts. And terrible reads by oh, him on, oh. on the RPO. Terrible reads. There were Again. two really bad reads. Oh, gosh. Really bad. So between Sammy Watkins obviously being on a decline, and it's not been a, a, a rapid decline. Like, it's been happening with each team mm-hmm. that he's, you know, <laughs> so that's that's a thing. And then we talk about, you know, the, the inefficiency and the ineffectiveness of the other wide receivers to the point where Aaron Jones is tied for second in receiving touchdowns and they can't get it going on the ground. So yeah, I think they'll play a little bit better, but I don't, I don't expect that you're going to see them have that come to Jesus moment and say, Oh, sudden, suddenly everybody's a pro bowler. The stat line from Aaron Rodgers last week, 23 of 49, 291, one touchdown and three interceptions. First off, if Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football 43 times, I'll take the- then usually your stat line is not going to be held under 300 yards. <laughs> you may have three interceptions. You're probably going to have four touchdowns at that point. Any other Aaron Rodgers game ever. You may have some picks. He'll give you a pick here and there. But for the most part, even if he has three interceptions, he's going to supplement that with touchdowns somewhere or yardage somewhere. But he's not. But he but he hasn't. Because, yeah, because it's, it's just bad. not there. No. Like the personnel, the talent's not there. The offensive line's not there. The rushing attack is not there. So he would have to – Aaron Rodgers can't throw and catch his own passes. That'd he can't protect for himself. I mean, he can add to the rushing attack. Um, but, again, I said this yesterday, and we'll flip to this on tomorrow. This is mm-hmm. a segue for tomorrow. It's really about, for me, what the Cowboys offense does to that Packers defense. Because if they can apply the pressure and make Aaron Rodgers throw 40, 45, 50 times, Cowboys are going to leave that game with six sacks uh, a ton of pressures, a lot of disruptions, yeah. and maybe two interceptions, you know, give me one for Trayvon and one for Deron Bland. I like that because you look at you look at some of the teams they've played, and Isaiah brought this up yesterday, got blown out in week one against Minnesota. That just kind of seemed like it was a throwaway, no big deal. Like, just week one jitters, oh, and Minnesota's probably not very good. That was just a week one mishap. Minnesota's a good team now. You can say that. They're a contender They're in the good. NFC. They're good. Uh, Tampa Bay, at the time – Green Bay wins. That looked like a great win. Uh, you beat New England. That looked like a good win. And then you lost to the Giants, lost to the Jets. Both of those looked like terrible wins. And then all of a sudden, those two teams are very much so in the hunt in each of their respective conferences. And then you lose to the the Commanders. That's probably your worst win outside of the Lions. Or worst loss outside of the Lions. They, they get beat by Washington. So 
They've <laughs> lost the good teams. Whoever put the schedule together for them sucks. They yeah. play 13 games before they get a bye week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. So bad. Yeah, week 14 bye. Gosh. Oh. Rough. It's bad. <laughs> so they can't even stop the bleeding. And then they right. come back. And then by the time you get back, it, it's, it's a late. short season. Yeah, yeah, and it's Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Right. Bang, bang, bang right Brutal. there. And the, who knows what the Rams look like Jeez. in week 15. We'll see if they're well, listen, back if you're, too. If you're trying to find some sympathy for me for uh, those guys. <laughs> you a major pain. You get no say, sympathy you, for me. You get no sympathy <laughs> for me. You keep on looking. My point is, is they've seen good defenses. They've beaten yeah. good teams. They've lost to good teams. And they've also lost to some bad teams. Where does the Dallas defense rank, and where could they have the most success? This is the toughest defense they've faced all year. No Science. question about it. That's what I, mean, I like to hear. It's Science. not even a question. The pressure that Dallas is capable of putting on Green Bay is insurmountable for them to <laughs> overcome. The, the difference is, and this is what Green Bay is going to do, Green Bay is going to come out and run the crap out of the ball. If you – we under we – we've, 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 I can't even talk. We have talked about this extensively in terms of the week, the one weak spot that Dallas has, as shown on film, has been the run. Okay, so they go out there and get Hankins, but even when they got Hankins, they still gave up over 200-plus yards rushing. Okay, so from everybody else's perspective, it's still a glaring hole and glaring weakness. Aaron Jones hasn't necessarily got off the ground yet on the running game, but guess what? We know he can. Uh, you got big, you know, A.J. Dillon back there who was a freaking tank at six foot, 247 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming downhill. These guys are going to do that off of every run play. Every. I should be able to take Not go, just every. No, every. 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 And I'm going to take it to Ebonics, okay? Go to Ebonics hey, Dictionary, every. page 17, article 7. It's going to say everybody, okay? And that's everybody. three yards. Right, everybody. Everybody. Every play that they run <laughs> on, on every run play has a pass off of it. People don't think about Green Bay as being an RPO team. Green Bay is probably the most RPO team in the league because literally if they hand it off to A.J. Dillon, that's because Aaron Rodgers decided to hand it off to A.J. Dillon. That's not because a pass was not called on that play. These guys are running full-on routes. I'm not talking about one-step slants. I'm not talking about little little swing routes. These guys are running full-on routes on run plays. It's crazy. Switch releases. All kinds of rub routes. These guys are running it. So if he sees something out there as an opportunity, he's throwing it. He's absolutely throwing it. So you can't get so hunkered in on defending their running game that you know that they eventually will get off the ground at some point in time this season because they have two really good backs, in my opinion. But you have to still defend those guys, and you can't do it one on one. You don't want to do it one on one because you because then you're opening it up for a potential one play that you slip up, and all of a sudden these guys have confidence. Uh, hands down. They're playing. They're up against the the uh, most brutal, most visceral defense in the league in the Cowboys on this Sunday. Period. Um, what the Cowboys simply need to do is, and this is going to sound weird because this is the opposite of what you used to want to do, but now you need to force this game onto Aaron Rodgers. And the reason you need to force it onto the arm of Aaron Rodgers is because you know he doesn't have the weapons that he used to have. See, in yesteryear, or not so not so old as yesteryear. You wanted the Packers to run the ball because it was Aaron Rodgers and he had the weapons, right? He had the Jordy Nelsons of the world and, and Randall Cobb in his prime and, and, you know, guys like that. Now it's like, don't fear Sammy Watkins. You don't fear Robert Tunyon. Like, you don't fear those guys whatsoever. So you dare him Ooh. to make them double dare. Dare him to make them look like pro bowlers this Sunday at Lambeau Field. And I don't think that they could do it. I think Aaron. 
because again, I don't believe he'll have a second consecutive trash game. But even with him having a better game, the talent just doesn't exist at that yeah. position, at the wide receiver position. And then when you weigh it up against the talent for the Cowboys secondary, that's a huge mismatch. The offensive line in Green Bay up against the pass rush, the league-leading pass rush, 33 sacks and a fulfillion disruptions, right, by Micah Parsons. A fulfillion. A fulfillion. Look that one up. Right. Michael Parsons. Check your Webster's and your, your <laughs> Demarcus Urban Lawrence. Dictionary on that one. And it goes. Sam Williams is coming back. Right, Malik Hooker will be back as the green dot guy at the safety unit. Hankins, Hankins is sitting there in the middle with big uh, Cubo. Right, the 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 science is so heavily tilted toward this Cowboys defense. How many sacks? Well, I, I said it. I said if nine. Nah, I will say ten. Oh, are we are we saying it with our chest? Eleven. We said it. How many you sacks? Just keep going. You think you six? You said six. If, if Aaron Rodgers throws this ball. At least 40 times, Cowboys can get six sacks. Can or will? Will. Mm, get after it. What you got, Kyle? How many sacks? Uh, I'd probably say four. Mm. I think they'll get after him, but I don't think he's going to throw the football 40 times. Because guess what is the weakness of this Cowboys defense? Running the football mm -hmm. and doing so physically. Okay. And so I think I think you do that. I think but Hankins. If, if, Hankins, <laughs> if Aaron Jones is not available, that's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. Huge loss for the Packers' chances to, to win this football game. If he is available, they're going to run the football quite a bit. They're going to one-two punch Jones and Dylan. I think they go after them and they attack the weakness of this Dallas defense. I don't think he throws a football 40 times. So I'd say four sacks. I still think they get their fill, but they're not going to get it here's, I'm to here's the top factor, of the cup. And I'll throw it over to you, uh, Iris. The X factor for me in the run game is going to be the return and the health of Anthony Barr. And we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about Damone Clark, and we want to see some more of Damone Clark on, mm -hmm. on defense. Uh, but Anthony Barr, you talk about somebody who knows Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he knows him. And Aaron Rodgers knows Anthony Barr. Ask Aaron Rodgers' collarbone about Anthony Barr. Uh, former Viking played against Rodgers in Green Bay uh, several times over the course of his four-time Pro Bowl career uh, with the Vikings. And I, I look for Anthony Barr. We talk about extra motivation. I look for Anthony Barr to be juiced these next couple of weeks because, one, you're going up against a very familiar opponent from your from your point of view in Aaron Rodgers. He's got four Bay. straight weeks of that. And then here comes the Vikings, mm -hmm. right? And he's super juiced to go against the Vikings, but, you know, keeping the focus on Week 10. Anthony Barr knows Aaron Rodgers. So he's in these meeting rooms right now pointing out tendencies, and I get it to a certain degree. You can point out all the tendencies you want, but this is where Interstellar comes into play, right? You go, you got to be out there to stop him. But the fact is Anthony Barr has the inside track on much like Mike McCarthy does on how to contain Aaron Rodgers. This isn't Jason Garrett trying to scheme against Aaron Rodgers. This is a former divisional foe in the center of the Cowboys defense going against you and your former coach. These two guys know you, Aaron. They mm. know you. And now the NFL knows that you don't have any receivers. Mm. Right? So, and, and I'll wrap this up, this point up, and I'll throw it to IRS. You make a great point. They're going to try to run the ball because that's the weakness of the Cowboys. They're going to try. They're going to try. They're going to try. Um, but similar to the Chicago Bears, it, if I, you can't steal what I put on my front lawn for you to take. Let me put it that way. So if I if I if I put it on the front lawn so you can have it to keep you from stealing what's in the tool shed out back, explosions. Then you can by all means. <laughs> so if you end is up, that what happens? You know, if you end up rushing for two fifty, 
and you lose by 17. <laughs> it's a trap. You know. It's a trap. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the, the run defense. Is it going to be better this week than it was against Chicago? Was Chicago just a nightmare matchup, and is this going to be much better looking here in week number 10? On Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Get your holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension Coffee from November 18th through December 24th. Book your visit before December 2nd. Save $5 with the code STAR5. And that's all caps, STAR5. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa, Santa for more info. Got an elf going. Santa! Santa's coming to town! <laughs> coming to the star. I'm still not I saw them put the tree up. Thanksgiving, though. Is it, co- is it going up now? Yeah, it's going up. The tree is going up. Can't wait. I'm still not there. Thanksgiving first. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanksgiving first. I'm with you. Uh, I think about Christmas. I just think about how much money has yeah. to be spent now. Oh, don't bring that up. Oh, what yes, are you Kyle. doing? It's your first engaged Christmas. I know. Ooh. Stop. Break the bank. Start slow. Mm. I'm starting slow. Start slow. <laughs> I think. I'm yeah. laughing because you, you actually said it like you believe it. You said it as if you believe it. And I think you do believe it. I do, but it's yeah, not going to happen. I was going to say. Um, reality is going to I think I might get <laughs> saved by the bell in this regard. And I know. Course? Her her family doesn't listen to this show oh, yeah. religiously. Huh. She uh, does sometimes, so she may tell them. I mean, she this knows. is every single one. 
She's in Vegas right now, though, so she's, she's probably not listening. She's still listening. I don't know, man. It's kind of online. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> one AirPod on demand. One AirPod So I went last year to their family Christmas, and everybody bought presents for everybody. She's got a massive Italian family. Like, they are just, they blow it out. They they cook everything. It's Everybody buys everybody a gift, and it's it's a ton of fun a blast mm. i went last year and i kind of kept it simple and i kind of kept it low-key kind of got everybody's i mean i definitely got everybody something and so i kind of kept it low-key that's gonna be expensive going into this year they were like yeah we're gonna try and maybe do it do it big and i was like whoa <laughs> it's like i've got a wedding to pay for wait a second i think i'm gonna get saved though because the the recent murmurs of the family group message is that it's gonna be like a, a secret santa deal. did you just hit us with the per source yeah, regarding his family, he's yep. like, well, per source, sources say, yeah, sources with knowledge of the of the situation tell me. I definitely have zero knowledge of the situation. Sidebar: I literally smell that coming out of the can. Bro, it is actually delicious. I'm not gonna lie. I to you. smell it coming out of the can. Kyle for Christmas is, is gonna hand out signed eight by tens of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna hand out a coffee hold company. Hold a big old <laughs> lollipop. Oh, put it in a frame. Hold a big old just, lollipop. Just hey, sitting hey, right here. Hey, get some signed uh, pictures of Isaiah. And hand them out. That's probably honestly. Good. I'm just gonna get mini helmets yeah, and have Nate, Isaiah, and so Barry jerks. sign them, and just gonna That's give that out funny. to everybody. <laughs> Wait till you have the discount at the pro shop. Yeah, take the forty percent and go. Uh, all right. So, real quickly here, uh, final segment of talking Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense and the. Uh, the Cowboys defense. What sec or what unit of this Cowboys defense is going to have the most success? Is it going to be the secondary linebacking core or front seven? Because we've talked, or I guess defensive line. We've talked about all three levels, and we've talked about all three levels having success. Do you think there's one that could be above the others? I'll let our IRS lead with this one. I, say, I don't even know if Isaiah's listening. That's to me. what I'm definitely listening. I'm going to go. <laughs> you and Beamer are jerks. Um, <laughs> I am going with the DBs. I think the defensive backs are going to have a heck of a day. I'm looking forward to seeing Deron Bland go out there and do what he does. I think out of any week, not to say that our that the defensive backs shouldn't be confident going into every single game they play, but out of any week, this should be the game that they are walking with their chest out because there's not one receiver on their roster that should route up any of the DBs that we have active for this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing them come out with that amount of confidence and uh Hostile environment because Green Bay is the only what, publicly mm-hmm. publicly owned, owned team. So mm-hmm. you know how much they. I don't know if you guys have been to Green Bay, but they they, they get crazy out there. They love their their Packers, mm-hmm. whether they're winning or not. But mm-hmm. you know they know that they need the Packers need their fans this week. So I can imagine that that environment is going to be kind of crazy. But um, so I'm looking forward to seeing these guys compete. I'm really looking forward to that coming off of a bye week. Guys, see how eager they are. See if they're trying to work themselves back into it. If they're going to come with that same fire and desire that they've had in the first half of the season. Fire and desire. And you see that? I'm Rick James. Rick James. Rick James. You know about Rick. But you yeah, know about buddy. Stevie. You got to yeah. come on. Same come on, era. Same I don't know era. about it. Uh, I'm going with the defensive line. Um, I feel like the edge rushers are going to have a, a lot of success, especially we, we mentioned that uh, David Bakhtiari is still dealing with that knee issue. He's not 100%. He can be taken advantage of. Um, Was it because he didn't catch the touchdown? That his knee started acting up? <laughs> I think um, mm. when you look at Demarcus Lawrence, 
Micah Parsons, the production as of late of Dante Fowler, Sam Williams is back, um, Durrance Armstrong, let's not forget DA, what he can do to games. He can wreck games as well. Those edge rushers are, in my belief, are going to be successful in forcing Aaron Rodgers up into the middle. And in doing so, they're going to force him to Hankins Ooh. and Quentin Bohan and Neville Gallimore. Also, Diggy Zua is another guy who's having a career season right now. Chauncey Golson is, is leveled up as well on that interior. So for me, the, the offensive line struggles for the Packers continue in a big way, and that's going to allow these edge rushers to really close in on Aaron Rodgers. And that's ideally what you want to happen because you want to keep him from burning the edge anyway. That's where he extends play. So force yeah. him up into the middle, and now you have a whole lot of beef in the middle to make him pay. Ooh, I got a so, t-shirt idea. Hank, so yeah. Hank and Bo say no. Hank and both say no. We got several ideas. So I was about to say, we need like to start a company. Sledge, the sl- sledgehammer and the sword. Right, mm-hmm. which Skip Pete labeled mm-hmm. uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You know, I, I I like that one. We got hankering for Hankins, mm-hmm. right? How quickly would we be shut down by the pro shop we've already mentioned in this segment? <laughs> How quickly would that take? Yeah. <laughs> you get to the first, babe. Hurry up and trademark it. <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I still need to trademark Tiger Milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, I think, the, hop I think, on that one. I think the defensive line is going to have success, and that's going to help. The, yeah. You know the defensive backs Absolutely. really start to. Get I'm with there. you, Patrick. I think it's it's defensive line for me. I, I think they're going to have a lot of success. It's going to equal to success from the secondary, but it's going to be caused by the defensive. Yeah. Line. So if the defensive line causes pressure and the DBs get interceptions, who play better? Depends on if it was a coverage pick or if it was a pressure pick. Well, maybe it's both. Oh, maybe it could be both. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had some fun with us here over the last 45 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow flipping the matchup. We've got the Cowboys offense and the Packers defense. That's Patrick's X-Factor matchup it is. to keep an eye on. It and is. we're going to break it all down for you. And then we'll get you ready for Say It With Your Chest Friday. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans, hyped up on Black Rifle Coffee Company. See you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?